0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the timingresearch.com crowd forecast news, uh, for December 18th, 2023. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 412. We have a special, uh, option professor solo, um, market outlook and, uh, top ideas for 2024, uh, episode for you today. So you should be seeing the option professor screen right now, and I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Okay, thanks a lot, David, and welcome everybody on this Monday morning. Again, uh, we're, I think we're in our ninth week in a row of rally, so uh, I'll be explaining how we saw that and how we shared that with people a little later in the broadcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to make sure that uh, information I'm going to be providing is opinion and observation, and uh, that um, we are not uh, giving any advice out. Uh, we tell people to go to their brokerage firm so you guys can figure out your suitability, and also, that's where you would do your business. So what I'm sharing with you now is just uh, insights, uh, information, and uh, an opinion uh, that I see uh, things going on right now. Uh, with regards to um, uh, my background, option professor, I've been doing this for decades. I've uh, taught people at seminars uh, throughout the country for uh, decades. And uh, I'm very familiar with the use of the of options. So I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I'll, obviously, with my portfolio, I'm not doing just options. So I'm going to tell you what I think is good ideas for uh, income. I'm going to be talking about what sectors look good, uh, things that I've been uh, involved in that I think uh, may continue. And, um, you know, where and if there could be any warning signs here on any of this market, because obviously there's been a stampede into the markets here. And so stampedes uh, sometimes uh, continue and then sometimes they obviously stop. Uh, The higher something goes, obviously doesn't make it less risky. So the bottom line is, is that we have to be concerned always, you know, if you're managing money that you don't uh, want to, uh, you know, get caught holding the bag because obviously the news can change. Right now, uh, we've had a big run up because we're looking for all these cuts in the um, in the interest rates uh, this year, and they're acting as if the cuts have already occurred. So the bottom line is there's a risk to that, but right now, as we go into the end of the year, um, you know what I've been telling people is the CTA crowd seems to have covered all their shorts and started going long. They tend to continue to buy after they start buying long. So that is obviously very good for the short run, and that's why we're going up here today as well. Um, again, uh, trying to find sellers in this environment is not easy because uh, who wants to say they sold out of the stock market that goes up nine weeks in a row, not too many. So you got a lot of people on one side of the boat. And of course, that's why you're seeing uh, such an easy way up. And we're trying to take out the high today. So 4,808, 4,808 has been the high. Uh, Let's put up the uh, SPX because that's the cash index more. And we'll see uh, what that looks like and that is trading at 47.43. So that's got a little bit of real estate to go before it gets up to the high, which is 48.18 in January of 2022. But obviously they look like they're trying to make a run at that. So that's what's going on right now. Okay, so today, again, I'm gonna be going over what looks great in my opinion for next year. And of course, uh, review some of the stuff that's extended and get you some idea when you might be concerned if it starts rolling over. And then, uh, you know, obviously, interest rates have dropped. So people that are in money market, obviously, they're at risk of uh, having to reinvest their money if they do bring the money market accounts down to three or four percent. Uh, where would they go to try to find income? I'm gonna cover a couple of those things as well. So let's get into it and let's get started. And uh, I'm gonna go over overview of the big indexes that people probably have money in, the S&P, the QQQ, the SMH, and the IWM. So that gives you the S&P 500, it gives you the uh, NASDAQ, it gives you the semiconductors, which have gone nuts, and also uh, IGV, which is software. And then also uh, we'll give you uh, the small caps, which are starting to get a bit as well. Okay, so let's start out with the S&P and I'll I'll show you my analysis of it. Okay, first of all, we were telling people that this 4,100 area is just absolutely very important. And that is the area where it had to hold. And if it does hold, with all these moving averages pointing up, the risk of a big move to the upside was clear, okay? On my five-year graph here, uh, my moving averages got hit exactly you see uh, right there the purple line what was the low in october 23rd it was 4103 where was the purple line 4105 not a bad place to buy correct and of course these averages are pointing up and so that's why you've been accelerating to the upside the other thing is is the rsi when it went down here never really broke the 40 level that's the neighborhood you have to hold if it's going to stay bullish and watch It starts going up and it goes to 52. If it goes through 60 substantially, you're going to accelerate to the upside. And you can see it goes into the 60s right there at 4,400. And what did I tell you? If it goes through the 60s, you accelerate to the upside. You think 4,400 to almost 4,800 in like a few weeks is accelerating to the upside. So we've been all over this thing. And people that have talked to me at the end of this broadcast, I'll explain how you can speak to me directly. But the bottom line here is is that we were all over it we got it right and people who took the time to uh, speak to me were very very happy that they did okay so that's the story right now and that's the long-term charts now again one thing that's kind of concerning is the rsi here was 70 right and that was on july 17th so the last time we made highs on it and that was high was like 45 78 so uh uh, right around 4600. we made highs and the RSI was what 4607 and we were at 70. now we're way the heck up here and the RSI is still only reading 67. when you make a big new high and the RSI doesn't make a big new high that is what they call a flag a flag that the market's running out of steam that's not a reason to sell it's a reason to be looking to, for a reason to sell. And the reason to sell would happen when the moving averages turn turned down. Okay. So right now we can see that there's evidence of a, of a, shall we say, an exhaustion in the RSI with this new high, which means it could be a lot of short covering or light volume or something along those lines. So now we switch to the shorter term graphs and we got our one year way up here. And let's see, you got a 79 RSI on that bar. And then the new high got a got an RSI of eighty. So let's keep an eye on that because eighty and seventy nine are pretty extended. So if we have a correction back down a little bit and then it rallies back up, and you don't see eighty on that RSI, but you see something like in the sixties, like say we got a pullback down here a little bit and then it rallies back up, that would be your time when you'd have a pretty good idea that it's exhausted. But these averages are all pointing up, and you got a big gap down here that probably is going to get filled. At some point, got a big gap down here. You got a big gap down there. You know, show me gaps that don't get filled. Ultimately, most of them do. See this little gap here that was in June of 23. Well, by what? By the next year, it got filled. Okay. so the bottom line is, is uh, gaps do get filled at at some point generally. So uh, looking later in the year, if things don't pan out as everybody hopes, these would be attractors. Okay, but not right now. Not right now okay so that's basically the story on the one year graph now let's go to the one month this is the one you more do uh, the trading off of because obviously it's giving you your indicators much quicker so if you're doing shorter term trading this is the kind of stuff that we look at so the bottom line is is that this thing blue line rise 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 everything's fine where's your rsi here 89 where's your rsi here 74. my guess this thing's coming down on on a short short-term basis why because you got a divergence there but the rsi the red line's not pointing down so i would be of no interest in selling this thing on a, lo- a little bit of a longer term basis until this thing turns over is there any evidence on the five day again you got your rsis up here 86 right 86 and then what you come on over here and it's 68 remember i told you if it, it gets softer boom you get a pullback on a trading basis But these moving averages are under the price and they catch the falls right so right now you're up here at 68 and 67 okay no evidence of a rollover that you can look at really have it on the one day Say you're day trading really i got nothing here you know you got to have the red line pointing down or you're uh, you're going to be you know hoping against hope so that's not what we do around here uh so no real evidence but there's some concern that there's divergences that are indicating that we could be running out of some steam OK, but no evidence on my moving averages uh, telling me anything other than you're extended. And at some point, you're going to do a reversion to the mean. In other words, on the 20 year, you're down here on the moving averages at 4300, 4, And we're the way heck, we're the way the heck up there at forty eight hundred. So a reversion to the mean risk is totally there. Now we're talking about the five year. The five year has the uh, purple line down here under forty two hundred and everything else is around forty four hundred we're up near 4,800. Again, that's extended. And so obviously, you know, I mean, if somebody said, what, what what, should you do now? Well, if you haven't done anything, you know what I tell you? It's too strong to buy, excuse me, too high to buy and too strong to sell. So you know what you do? You don't do anything. Where should you have gotten in? Where we were talking to you about at 4,100, where we were talking to you about at 4,300, and where we're talking to you about at 4,400. And you should be just what? Getting a big rake and collecting your money. Okay? Okay. So that's the story there. But everybody wants to always give you a current idea. You got to do it today. You got to do it today. Listen, today is not, and and these are all my opinions and my views, okay? They're not giving you any advice. I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. Okay, so that's the story on the S&P. So in summation, what would I say? I would say it's extended. I would say it looks like it's running out of some steam potentially. I could say that it looks like it wants to take out the high. So to keep going in this environment where everybody is absolutely thinking the Fed's going to cut like crazy next year? Really? Really? Do you see how holiday sales? They're going through the roof. Now, you don't have to worry about spending money because Clara or whatever they're called, they'll loan you the money on buy now, pay later. And so will that company firm. Okay. Not to mention all the credit cards. So, you know, they're going on smoke and mirrors here, but they're going because everyone's got a job and they can make the minimum payment. I think that's what's going on out there. And until that stops going on, again, thinking you're going to slash interest rates, I think is a little like the like uh, William said and Bostic said, a little premature and premature is what they're pricing in right now. Okay. And again, people get excited and the salesmen get excited and these firms get excited and it's exciting to see your statement rise. Okay. So that's why the VIX is at 11 or so. That's why uh, uh, credit spreads are at 3.65, which are ridiculously tight. What does that mean? Credit spread means that the difference between the treasury, which is guaranteed by the government and they can print money to pay you back is not that much of a difference than a junk bond where you're loaning money to a company that is not exactly great credit worthiness. That should be a wider spread, but it's very tight because everyone is extremely optimistic, just like they were extremely pessimistic eight weeks ago when we were at 4,100. So I know the winds of change blow because I've been doing it for decades and decades. Okay. All right. So that's the story on the S&P. Let's swing it over to the cues. Uh, and I'm going to give you some option ideas as well here, as far as, you know, some uh, theoretical or not theoretical, but just some ideas that, you know, if you thought something would happen here. Okay. So the Qs, obviously, they're also going, uh, let's start with the 20 year on the Qs. They're also trying to go after their highs. The high there on uh, November of 2021 was uh, 408. We are now trading at a high of 407. So knock, knock, knock on the door, baby, right? So uh, this thing turned up obviously right here at 300. You should have been long the whole time. What should you do up here? Again, you like to play for the, you know, for the uh, extended move. Good luck to you. Uh, this is not the way I would uh, think is the most optimum time. Uh, RSI, look at this. You're at 77 on that high, right? And look where your RSI is here. 64 do you understand where there's a risk here that we are going up on a lot of short covering and lighter volume and sometimes that dries up so again it's not a trading strategy it's what they call a warning sign okay and I like to listen to warning signs um I'll show you the reverse here you see here remember I told you if you can't get under 40 that's going to be the bottom look at the RSI here 42 look at it down here 44. You've got a higher RSI and a lower low, that tells you you're running out of steam on the sell side. Was that a good time to uh, start looking at the buy side? I guess it was. So again, I'm not guessing down here, I use this data, all right? Um, looking at the five-year graph, okay? The high point over here is RSI of 63. And then over here, your RSI is at 70. That's bullish because you got a higher RSI. So not every signal is gonna be in uniform. And again, I don't want to get into some uh, selling of anything until I get some evidence of the red line turning down. So I don't have any evidence of that at all. What I do have evidence is, is that the purple's way down here at uh, 330 and the blue's at 360 and the red is at 380. And we're way the heck up there at almost getting to be 420 before you know it. Okay, so it is a bit on what they call extended side. On the one year on the QQQs, there you go you're up at a high here, uh, 77 RSI. And uh, so again, uh, RSI is up in the in the high 70. No, nothing, you know, obviously now you got a gap here and you got gap, gap, same as the stock market. So is that going to be filled at some point later in the year, later in the quarter? Again, when you get big Januarys and Februarys in the stock market, historically the VIX is in the 20 neighborhood. Okay. The VIX is at 11 or 12. So that means you're entering the year in an in a uh, in an excited fashion in a very complacent fashion and that is not generally how it goes into january and so it'll be interesting to see if we pulled forwards our gains and in the next 90 days january february march the returns are not very robust because we use the gains here in october excuse me in november and december okay that is something that i'm very much uh considering because again you know the trees don't grow to the sky although it looks like they are doing it now okay so again looks great where you should have gotten in way down here so you should just be taking the rake out and raking in the dough now let's talk about the one month okay the one month there's no evidence look at a red line When I mean you get a boy here at 388 rather ride, ride the elevator all the way up you got any divergence rsi 84 that's kind of high rsi 72 that's kind of low and now you're at 70. so you got a reducing rsi I'm obviously going to be looking for a place to sell because this RSI is telling me we're running out of steam. So when that red line starts turning down, knock on my door. And that red line comes in at 404. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, we need it to roll over and point down like it does when it goes down, right? It goes down when it goes down. And that's what I'm looking for right now, but I don't have it yet. So you don't do anything. You don't stand in front of a freight train again a freight train again a freight train starting to get under if you're a day trader it did break the red line here but it's not pointing down when it points down then i will entertain the idea of the sell and obviously you could have a decent pullback on a day trade uh day thing uh so again you know you gotta wait for evidence price evidence that the trend has changed if you don't want to wait you can lose your money all right let's talk about uh, so qqq you know again same story uh, too uh, too high to buy and too strong to sell, and no evidence of a turn. What do we have evidence of? We have some evidence of the RSI divergence indicating that we're running out of steam. Running out of steam is your first signal. The red line pointing down is your, maybe, we, maybe it's time to act, okay? Not maybe it's time to act, it is time to act when it points down. Okay, so uh, again, uh, that's what the story is on the NASDAQ. Uh, let's talk about a uh, short-term uh, trading situation that a lot of you guys do, because it's Monday, right? So they got options expire on Friday. Let's take a look. AAPL. Everybody knows Apple, so let me show you an example using Apple. Apple's a nice high price, but it's down today. Why would it be down? I'll tell you why it's down, because um, last week uh, I entertained puts, and now they're going to be working for me, and I'll explain why I did it okay so here you go uh you got a high point there of 73. now we're way up here and it's it's 62. that tells me we're running out of steam not like not unlike exxon which i did puts on as well up at around 120. so here we go uh on the july and now we got 62. you know if you can't get through this low 60 area you know that's the top okay the only because there's an acceleration phase past here right that means you're going to blow through 200 and go to 210 or 220 as the rsi shoots to 73. But if it can't do that that means there's no acceleration phase ahead and that means what you're at a high point that's why i saw it that's why i played it. okay so here's the deal uh, we know it's extended because look what the RSI's are i mean the uh, moving averages way underneath now let's go to the five here you got a high point here of what 74 high point over here 62 i know basic math i know 70 76 is higher than uh 62 and that means we're running out of steam That's door number two to tell me, start looking at the puts. One, year, okay? Come down nice here today, but it's being held. So this is support, right around one, look at the low, 194.39, red line 194.46. So you had a nice little uh, move down there, okay? But don't kid yourself, short-term options that uh, got in at 200, when it drops to 195, they're going up. OK, especially like I say, if they're short term, but they don't have much time, uh, you know, time value to, uh you know, uh, volatility premium to go through. OK. All right. So uh, now where could it drop if it drops? You got the green line down here at 192 and you got the blue down here at 187. And those would be targets. Right. If it can break, if they can break it. Right. OK. Now you go to the one month graph and what do you got? Okay, You got the red line turning down, but not a lot, not a lot. But you had a nice divergence up here i believe and that's where i you know that's where i took my shot right now obviously they've already gone up in price so the bottom line is is that uh, that's where you get your uh, indication but you need this red line to point down and you need it to not hold this 95 area okay so if you can get the red line to point down and let's see what the rsi is doing the rsi came down here to the low 40s so this is a neighborhood where it would stop if it's going to just be a little dip and then go right back up again there's a gap there. So it's possible you are going to go back up again. But if you can stay under the red line at 197.18 now, the longer it does that, obviously the red line can start coming down even further. And the next time it blows through 195 is probably a good, a good, uh, good sign that it might be giving up the ghost. Uh, Five-day basis, you know, this thing's pointing down. And you're underneath what? But it's holding purple. So again, sometimes these numbers all coincide. Can you see the purples right around 195? Can you see on the one month graph, you have blue at 195. Can you see on the one year graph, you got red around 195, 194. So they coincide sometimes. And that's why I like to look at all the different time frames. Okay. All right. So anyway, but again, you got them all inverted to the downside, which, uh, you know, is not the greatest sign on the five day basis. So this thing is definitely weakened in the last five days. How about on the one day? Is it turned up? Yeah, you got to buy, see, you would have been going into this thing sell and the red turned up right here at 194. So again, it is uh, favoring the upside on the day trade right this second with a target maybe of 196.40. But again, let's start looking at the options. Let's just give a theoretical that you thought, uh, well, we'll play it either way. Let's play it either way. Uh, let's say you thought it was going to go back up and, ta- and go test the high again. Let's go over to the option prices here and investigate. And a lot of people like to sell these short-term options and God bless you if you do. Uh, we, I know the statistics, I've been doing it for decades. Obviously, uh, a lot of these options can and do go to zero, but also they are limited in your return. And when you are wrong and you don't get out in a timely basis, they can go up very, very dramatically and not only wipe out your prior gains, but get into your principal. So the uh, selling of the options, again, you know uh, has a nice uh, mathematical excitement to it but again uh, if you uh, win uh, eight or nine times out of ten but the two or one time that you lose is a big loss because they can expand whatever however they want to expand uh, you may find that the math doesn't work so well so i like to have a limited risk situation where i put up a peanut and i try to take out a cashew so let's talk about that okay on these expire on friday so let's say right now we're at 195. It went down to the 195 area and held. And now you're going to make a statement that it's going to go back up towards. It's going to take out the high and go uh, to maybe uh, 203 by the end of the week as it has a big rally. Let's say it goes up 10 bucks in the next uh, between and you know in the next uh, bit of time. You go a little bit out of the money and you go to the 197s and it's 85 cents. So the maximum risk on this option is 85 bucks. If it pops to Uh, if it pops to, uh, 200, which it just came down from, retest the high. 85 bucks would have an intrinsic value of 250 bucks. You take the target price of 200 and you minus your strike price of 197.50. And that's $2.50 in the money. So that's 250 bucks intrinsic. Maybe you get extra, right? That'd be called the implied volatility value, but at least intrinsic 250. Now, if you put up 85 bucks and it goes to 250, that ain't a bad pop. Okay. All right. So there you go. But say you think it's going to go back down. And now we are at 196 and you go take a look at the put side and you take a look at the puts at 195 or even 192.50, because you think there's going to be a substantial drop towards say 187 by the end of the week. Well, if you put up 43 cents, that's $43 you're putting up in risk, right? And then if it goes to 190, it's in the money by 250 bucks, right? You have the right to sell at 192.50. The strike, the target price gets hit at 190. You're in the money, $2.50 times 100 is 250 bucks. If you put up 43 bucks and it goes to 250 bucks, that's not a bad. Pop popping, uh, uh, you know, that's not a bad pop. Okay, so that's why some of these short term options are interesting to me, because I don't like to lose a lot of money on a uh, option. And these options are fairly inexpensive. And then if you get volatility, the big if, they obviously can expand pretty dramatically, because they don't have a lot of time premium in them. Okay, if you notice the 192 put here is up 34% today. The 195 puts are up 44%. So again, people who bought puts last week, and I mentioned the fact that I did, uh, they are enjoying a pretty good pop on their equity, right? So bottom line is, is that's why they make sense. Now you can see also on the call side, these options are down quite a bit. So people who bought calls last week, they're down quite a bit on a percentage basis. So these options are very risky because they are very short term. They are very risky because they're volatile, but they are limited risky. And that's what I enjoy about them. And again, you're using risk capital. Capital you don't need. Capital you is money you could throw up in the air and wouldn't bother your lifestyle. And so that's why the appropriateness of this is determined by your brokerage firm. That's why I don't give advice because I don't know you people out there as far as what your circumstances are. So that's why I'm making it as clear as a bell. This is not something I'm telling anybody to do. I'm showing you how it works. You and your brokerage firm will determine what makes any sense for you. Okay, but you can see just by the red numbers here today, these things can move both ways. And so there's your risk if you were on the wrong side and here's your reward if you're on the right side. That illustrates a little bit of why I find them interesting as a speculative tool. All right, all right guys. So let's go back and uh, do what we were doing here. And let me uh, see how I can go back to the chart. Okay, let's go back. I guess I can go back up here and I go to the interactive chart and let's see what I get. Okay, I don't want that chart. Let's go to the snapshot. Okay, this will be better for me now because I can go back to my charts. And then I'm going to start getting into other stuff. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to pick up the pace here because uh, I only got 30 minutes and I got a lot of stuff to cover. Okay, so let's go, I went over QQQ, let's go over SMH. That's where everybody's in there, right? Because they've been doing great. Let's see how great they look now. And again, you know, the reason the semis and the tech is not I'll get into that in a minute, people are rotating their money into the stuff that's not juiced up already. Okay, so let me uh, again, you got a high point surrounded by low lower highs here. That's, uh, you know, that sometimes is a turn. Let's look at how this thing looks. Again, RSI here is at 84. RSI up here is at 65. That makes me concerned on a long term basis that we're going to have a much different January, uh, February, and March than we see now. And that's why I'm not loading up up here and finding out I'm holding the bag. That's my opinion. Okay. All right. So, anyway, because I can see the RSI is uh, is diverting and I can see how overbought it is. Okay. So, again, you know, and then right now, uh, you know, where are you at here? You're at 60, uh, 68 all you can say here is too too uh, too high to buy, too strong to sell. You got to turn here potentially because now you can if you were a seller, you want to play aggressive that's your defending point right there at the high 17586. That's where you defend if you want to be negative. on the one month graph again, the average hasn't turned down. Now did you have a divergence 78 against what? 79 against what? 71 not too big so you know I wouldn't be too excited again until that red line starts pointing down. You got gaps underneath that could be filled. On a five-day basis, turn down. And right now, you got to keep this thing under the red line. This is 173.16. You're right on the number. So let's see what goes on here. Okay. On a one-day basis, probably turned up. There you go. Well, tried to turn up. Now it's right on the line. So you got it in a little bit of a quandary of 172.70 and 173. Uh, now it's above it right now. So again, yeah, uh, it has made the turn down here 172.50. Okay. Again, I would be concerned that uh, um, January, February, and March may be different than it is now, or even next week or by the end of the week, if they want to have tax selling or some type of harvesting. Okay. But uh, again, keep an eye on it to see if it makes a turn. Uh, IGV, that's your software. It's another one that's gone nuts. But again, you know, this is something I've been aware of for a long time. You know, this is not a new story to me. You see, even on the monthly, it told me to get in 280, you know, on uh, the five year. What did it tell me? You know, down here at two sixty. What did it tell me on the one year? One year turned up at three forty. Okay. I mean, this thing's been. Uh, you know, this is not a secret. Look at it, ride the red line all the way up. You know, no problem. All right. Now, what about? Uh, but again, ooh, I think I saw a little divergence here. Let's take a look. RSI is at eighty-two. Where are we at RSI now? Sixty-seven, seventy-two. Still much lower than eighty-two. That which makes me think it's running out of steam. Now, my thinking it's running out of steam and $0.25 cents gets you the paper. You know, used to get you the paper, right? The bottom line is I have no price evidence with the red line saying that it's rolled over. And until I do, I'm not going to get selling it because you know what? Um, a, a divergence can last for long, just like reversion to the mean. That's definitely going to happen at some point. But what? There's no, there's no clock on it, you know? So that's why you need to have the moving averages telling you it's rolled over in confirmation of that it ran out of steam in confirmation that it's doing a reversion to the meat okay you need the combo all right so that's what that looks like right now let's go over to the small caps which everyone is dancing in the street with because obviously they do have low valuations they also have 40 percent of the companies making no money so obviously there's a reason why they're cheap because these are not exactly the ibms and the uh, and the and the, uh, and the nvidia's of the world you understand what i mean and they're very interest rate sensitive so they're also getting a little bit of an early buzz off of we're cutting the interest rates but clearly look on the 20-year basis you should have been buying it against uh, near purple at 160 if you wanted to be you know buying against some support and then when you got what you got to the five-year graph it turned up where right here at what 174 so you should be in there for 20 bucks already uh and what about uh let's look at the uh where we are here yeah And look at the blue line. It's holding a blue line. So right now, the blue line comes in at 197. Uh, This thing starts trading under 196.91. Again, that would mean that the blue line's holding it up. Uh, On the one-year graph, like I say, this thing gave you the buy at 166, and you're riding it up. Is there gaps underneath? Absolutely. Is that making it for a risk of pullback? Absolutely. And the enthusiasm, we're up at 80 on the RSI. All right, let's talk about the one month again you got the gap there but you don't have the red line turning down so you know I got nothing to hold on to as far as you know uh I got I got suspicions right the RSI and these other RSI's are much lower so obviously I've got suspicions that this thing is running out of steam but I gotta have something to hold on to the red line here on the five days giving me something possibly so you know if I was an aggressive seller you know this is all bunched in right here right you got it all bunched in so this thing can start trading underneath uh, the 197. well it's on trading underneath it now pretty good look at all those numbers on the box 197.29 197.67 197.54 so it's already making its turn but they're not pointing down they're just flat so this thing could go right back up again if we started trading 196 and these and these averages start turning down and you're an aggressive trader you might want to take a shot at some shorter term puts and see if you can catch a ride okay um so that's basically what the uh what the what the russell looks like uh let's just take a look at the options real quick and see if in fact we can just get an a, an idea if say it was going to drop down towards 195. these options expire already so let's go to the 12, uh, Friday is what? 12.22? 12.22. So let's go to the Fridays and see if there's anything on the short-term gambling list here. Uh, obviously, both calls and puts are getting whacked here today on this, you know, because obviously they got juiced up last week. You know, when, when premiums get big, 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 and then the market slows down, those premiums come in. You know, those uh, time premiums and volatility premiums. It's called implied volatility. Okay. So anyway, uh, they're, getting, they're getting smacked. So if they're getting smacked, maybe there's better value here now right so where are we trading we're trading at 197. let's say you think it's going back down towards uh 195 or something like that uh, yeah th- these premiums are still so large they got so large that they're hard to work with not unless you're going to get a pretty good drop towards like 190 uh towards like 190 can you really see any well if you went down to 191 uh, the 195 puts going for 121 bucks could go to 400. So if you go down to 191, so there is some, there is some upside to something like that. If you get a nice sharp drop to give some of this stuff back. Now, if it's going to go through the roof in the end of the year stampede, let's take a look at that. 198 calls are going for 131. So if you went to like 201, 202, uh, then this thing could go from 131 bucks to 400 intrinsically. Again, you take your target price minus your strike. That's going to be your potential gain if you hit the target price. Obviously, the risk is the premium if it goes under the strike and the time runs out. So basically, you know exactly what you're risking to the penny, and then volatility will determine what you can possibly make. Okay, so that gives you a little bit of an idea. I didn't like that so much. Premiums still uh, look pretty big. And the fact that the market is only down a nickel and these premiums have collapsed would give you a very good illustration why you can't buy after the fact, either calls or puts. Because if the market stalls out after a big move, these premiums are juiced to the gills and they're going to come down. All right. All right. Let's uh, continue on here and let's get to everything so I can help you here. All right. So where are the values here going into the new year? Right. Well, let me just give you a couple ones in the news here. Neo's in the news. Let's see what NEO looks like. Neo's up uh, good here today, and it looks like it's on a roll. Gave you the buy signal at 740. You should have the rake in right now at 834. What's it look like on a one-year? Running into a wall. See, this is why we look at the other charts, because purple is a problem. That gap is a problem, too. Maybe that's where it wants to go. So if it got above purple, I would think maybe it's going to go for that gap. So I'd keep an eye on that. Uh, Five-year basis, Again, this thing's been in the toilet. It's got nothing but a wall of voodoo above it. All right, let's take a look at uh, these things that just joined the um, that just joined the uh, S and I'm sure they've been front and run a little bit here. Let's take a look. These guys joined the S and P today. Yeah, this is called buy the rumor, sell the fact. Right, buy the rumor down here, forty six. Boom, sell the fact. Let's see where you are up here. Yeah, see, you got a buy signal down here at forty two bucks. Joins the S and P. Now, you know, it has not given you any sell idea, but it certainly looks like it might have, uh, again, if it starts trading under 61.50 and these lines start turning down, uh, these people are going to be left holding the bag. So anyway, on a short-term basis, because again, you had a nice divergence. Let me show you again. 72 RSI, then you got 52. Running out of steam. And when it runs out of steam, sometimes that's when it makes a turn. So keep a look. But you need these lines pointing down. You don't have that just yet. Okay, the next one is a builder first source. And again, the housing thing's going again, uh, you know, uh, because we have a shortage of houses, I guess. But again, another buy the room or sell the fact here, maybe, huh? Uh, Yeah, see, builders. uh, And look at this. You got 80 here, right? That was in July and now your RSI up here is 67. You get it? That's called a divergence. That's what makes me nervous about it. And then basically on your one month has not turned down yet. So probably maybe some more back and filling. But again, when when and if the red line turns down, then I would be more uh, concerned about it. Uh, obviously, on the, if you're a short-term trader, you got to sell at 168. You know, if you bought puts at 168, and now you're at 160. I'm sure you're making good money on those puts. So Like I say, if the long-term charts gives you the indication that it's running out of steam and you can see something on a short-term chart rolling over, that's called the double whammy, and that's where you can shoot, shoot the ball, right? Okay, and then when you start pointing down and it starts going across all the different averages, now you know you're onto something. Right now, you're right at a very critical point. Remember, I tell you 40 is a key number. So right now, if this thing breaks 160 and the RSI breaks under 40, this thing's probably going to 154. If not, you're looking at a low point. Okay. Next one is JBL, J B I L, Javiel. If I told you I know what these guys do, I'd be lying. Okay. Um, but um, you know, obviously they're a good company. I, I, you know, there's nine thousand companies out there. I can't follow them all. Seventy-five was the RSI. This high was sixty. That's not a good sign. So. Basically um, little divergence on the RSI. I don't like that. Uh the one year again, you got a gap there. See how it holds purple? So that's where you want to take your shot at one fifteen. Okay? That's where you do your buying. Not not up here. That's it. Up here, you're giving liquidity. You see, smart guys are buying here, and they need dumb guys to buy the stock. So that's the guy's buying up here. I don't know if it's going to keep going. Maybe they're not so dumb. But these guys down here need somebody to buy it up there so they can cash in, right? Okay, one month again. No, Nothing telling you that it's definitely rolling over except the five-day. And the five-day right now has an RSI right around 40. Both of these things could easily be just pulling back. The time to act would have been up here. Take your shot. Cash your chip in right now. Okay, so those are the three ones that are in the news. The other one is uh, the one that I've been – telling people about for three years, it's called US Steel. And US Steel has been going very, very, very well. And I'll show you why, okay? This is why I told people about it a long time ago. You see, this is called a rounded RSI, I mean a rounded moving average. So you buy against it and you could buy it in 2022 for a nominal sum of uh, 17 bucks. Then you could buy more in November 2022 for about 17, uh, for about 19 bucks. Notice you're buying higher as it keeps going higher. Then you get another one here at 25. Then it gets above the red line, which is pointing up, and you should be loading the wagon at 25. And right now you should have your big rake out and you should be making good money. So that is U.S. Steel. And that's the story on U.S. Steel. That's the story I've been telling for people who want to listen. Okay? So, and they just got a big buyout offer from Nippon steel. If you wanna know why it's jumping today. All right, so that's the story on those right there. Now I'm gonna go over here and I'm going to show you some things that may look good for next year. First, let's take a look at the price of crude oil and we will take a look at the price of crude oil. And you are looking at the price of crude oil up very nicely and I'll show you why. Cause I've told people they should be buying it at 68 if you are a buyer. You see against the purple line here, guys? Okay, now what did it just hit? Oh, it just hit the purple line, right? And what was the low in November? It was on this contract, 60, 72.16. Where are we here? Excuse me, 67.71. And the purple line was 68.80, pretty much right on the number. And now it's basically coming against it. And if it gets above 80, it's going to be very, very bullish. It may not get above 80, but if they don't, here's the story as I understand it. Saudi has got the cuts going on. If demand doesn't show up by after the first quarter, because the U.S. is pumping so much energy, goofing up OPEC, what is happening is that there's a risk that Saudi would open up the spigots in Q2 and flood the market and make the market tank through 68 and maybe bring it into the 50 or 40 because they'd like to get it under 60 because apparently under 60, we would stop producing as much because it's not profitable. So that's the story on crude. If they're not, if demand does pick up and with everyone going nuts with their spending and everyone having a job, you know, maybe demand will be good, but if it's not, that's the risk. So let's assume the demand will be there and that the prices is possibly gonna be able to get above the red line, which is at 77, and start turning it up like the blue line is pointing up still, right? So if we get back above the blue, which is around 80, that's why I'm using the number about 80, and then get above green, which is around 86, you know, then you could see maybe $100 crude or 110, right? Unless there's no demand and the Saudis flood it and they want to tank it to kill the uh, uh, U.S. production. That's the risk reward. Sounds kind of binary. So it could be kind of exciting. It might be time to take option positions in the oils so that if it does tank, at least your risk is limited. Right. That's the way I would see it. What stocks would be the ones to take an eye on? Well, here I'm just giving you a couple here. Uh, Devon Energy has been discounted quite a bit. You see it's right on the purple line. This is where I'm taking a shot. Okay, now what about um, MRO? Okay, came down to purple. That's where you take your shot. And if you can get back above 25, it'll be in good shape. Uh, How about uh, Occidental Petroleum? I mean, the guy in Omaha, he can't buy enough of this stuff. And he just bought another company. And this is one that I've been uh, very much a believer in. And uh, take a look at it. You see it hit the purple line. That's where you take your shot right right there and where's that that's at 55 56 bucks it's only three bucks away from it and again if it gets moving it's got a lot of real estate up here so this is interesting to me too that just gives you a couple I got a lot more uh let's go to the next thing here so you get the idea on energy okay now let's take a look at gold this is something that I've been positive on uh because again but I'm also not unbridled positive on it and I'll show you why okay First of all, on the 20-year graph, it came down to the lines here, and that's where I said, this is where you want to take your shot, okay? Then got above here, and look at the red line pointing straight up, okay? You took out the highs. Here's my problem with gold. The high here is 7 is 83 on RSI. The next high is 60. Remember, if you can't get through 60, you're not going to the acceleration phase, and that could be the top. Bam, to the downside. Up here, we went up to 59. Can't get through 60. Could be the top. Boom, down to 1,800. Now we're back up here and we're at 59 again. This makes me nervous. Why? Because if it can't get through 60, you're not going to go to 2,200 or 2,300. You're going to have a big correction, okay? So that's why you got to be careful. And that's why a limited risk option would be the only way I'd be interested in it. Because when these things do tank, like oil, like gold, you don't want to be left holding the bag. I mean, uh, to give you an idea, you know, ExxonMobil went to uh, 120 bucks. You know, People who bought up there, I, I had puts all the way. I can show you why, but the bottom line is, is that you see, you bought at 120, you're holding the bag. Now you got to get on the Pritikin diet. You got to do sit-ups. You got to eat fish every day, maybe vegetables, because you got to live to 120 years old, maybe to get the money back. Who knows? People who bought what? Uh, GE in 1980, you know, they're not getting that money back. Okay, They can change the price of the stock as many times as they want. You know, uh, IBM is another one that uh, you know has gone about 15 years. And if you look at where it is, you know, it hasn't done much, and because of that high, high point. So you got to be careful when you get into these things at a very high point. You know, if you bought Zoom and Tell or Doctor all those other stuffs at the all time high, you know, getting your money back. Good luck on that. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a look at uh, gold stocks that uh, look like the things that I thought it positive. Now take a look at gold fields. Right, buy the heck out of at eight. Right, then you buy some more at ten because it turns up, and then you ride it, and now you've got a rake and you can take money off the table. Okay, there's a lot of real estate up here if it keeps going, but you know, if you buy when it tells you to buy again, here not tells you, but when the indicators are telling you maybe it's time to act, you know, that's that's the time to enter, you know what I mean? Yeah, pull back here to uh to 12 bucks, you know, or uh, excuse me, pull back here to uh, uh 880, nine bucks or 10 bucks, you know, that's you know, that's it. Uh, another one that's been very good to me is uh Harmony, you know, this thing was going for like three, four bucks, you know, everybody can go. Ahead. Everybody got three or four bucks to throw at something, right? So, right here, it tells you to get in at three and change and tells you to load the wagon here at four. Now it went to six. Nothing wrong with that. Um, And then the thing that makes you concerned on gold is, you know, where's Newmont? Because, you know, Newmont's a big deal and Newmont's chart doesn't look very good, really. So, let me show you. You see, Newmont's chart still is way down here. Now, I had stuff going on up here, but again, you know, when you get this far away from the moving averages, it's going to come back to the mean it's going to come back to the mean so the bottom line is is this has me a little concerned because you'll notice that if gold's going to go flying this thing is generally in an uptrend and doing well right now this is basically a fighter that's gotten hit in the head 27 times and it's just gained its uh, feet and there's these two fighters up here ready to punch them in the head again so the bottom line is is that that looks makes me concerned about gold a We're in that 60 neighborhood on the long-term graph, which is an area of topping. And B, some of the big guys like this guy doesn't look very good. And on silver, Pan America, you know, doesn't look very good and so you know when when we're flying on silver and gold these boys are generally on the train and they don't look like they're on any train right now so you got to be concerned about. okay let's talk about emerging markets because again if we're going to drop interest rates if the dollar is going to drop then emerging markets are supposed to be doing pretty good I've been bullish on emerging markets for a long time let me show you why first of all Mexico why Mexico excuse me Brazil let's go to Brazil again really a lot of problem right there but it is trying to turn up i'm not as positive on this place because their political situation seems to be a nightmare but again you know if you want to be in this thing you should be in this thing at 31 32 and you should be trying to see if it'll ride through the it has to get through it has to get through purple so right now line in the sand is 36 and a quarter you start trading above 36 and a quarter and you get these lines here blue green and uh, and uh, and red above purple Now you're gonna be talking about a substantial gain. So monitor this thing. Let's see if they can get the thing above there. Otherwise you might dodge a bullet by staying away. Mexico has been doing great. And obviously we are uh, near shoring, which is a positive thing, but this is no news to me because this thing's been positive to me since 35 bucks a share. So this is no news to me. And then again, down here at 45 bucks a share. So up here at 68, again, these, you know, you wanna start buying here. You're gonna provide nice liquidity for people who need, People to buy at high prices because they bought at low prices and that's not my game again extended too high to buy too strong to sell that's the story but that's one you want to watch on any kind of pullback if you're bullish on what em uh the other uh ones that seem popular is this um, Japan why Japan yeah, because you know again the you know whatever they're doing to their currency by the way their currency has lost half of its value so if you want to know why people like gold and crypto is anybody in Japan who's just held onto their currency has half the money they used to have as far as currency and that's a big drop and I think it's lost 30 percent in the last year or two so again uh, you can't keep printing and buying your own debt you know uh, again though this looks uh, quite like it might want to go someplace uh and again, it's about purple. Uh, if you look at the 20 year graph again, everything is saying that it looks pretty good. So Japan and uh, and uh, and Mexico are two of my lead horses, as far as that's concerned. If you think uh, Europe might be good, uh, you can always take a look at the ETF for Europe. Uh, and then let's take a look at that. It's a one-stop shop for Europe. And so you've got the, uh, you know, it looking like it's pretty good. Yeah, looking like it's pretty good. So you got Europe, you got the uh, EM, and uh, EM, uh, you would probably want to do EM, maybe X china but uh, EEM, again, still got a wall of voodoo right above it there. I don't like that. Yeah, that's why I say, you know, uh, uh, it, looks good, uh, Mexico, it looks good for Mexico. looks good for Japan. And then uh, India, you know, 9 trillion people they are trying to sell cell phones to. That's not a bad deal either. So as you can see, that looks very good, has looked very good. We've been bullish on it, obviously, for a long time. So again, uh, India would be another way to go. Okay, uh, also uh, natural resources. I got to hop here because we're running out of time. Uh, freeport MacMoran is one of my favorites. If you like the copper, why not? Here's your 20-year graph. Uh, Trades very nice against the lines here. So 35 bucks area was a good time to enter. And then uh, this thing here, again, there's your 35 buck entry level. So it is looking fairly good. Gets above 45 and it could get rolling again. And so keep an eye on that one for your industrial metal uh cleveland cliffs is another one that people take a look at for those industrial metals and again that one is breaking out and i've been telling people to get involved with this for a long time if you're interested because there's your 20-year graph looks an awful lot like us steel and so those are the ones also for next year that look like they've got some hop to them all right income i got a few minutes left i'm going to give you you want to get you know the money market's at five and a half percent it's not going to last forever according to what these people tell me about cutting rates right so obviously you're going to be forced out of there at some point if you want to keep your income stream so where do you go Well, let's take a look at a few things. If you think that these interest rates are going to be dropping, uh, extended maturity may have value. Let's take a look at the ETF over there uh, at Vanguard. Uh, You can see the RSI hit 22 and then the RSI hit 25. That's a divergence, that's why you're popping. Got a lot of resistance above, okay? But I mean, talk about a thing that dropped, it went from 190 down to 60. You know, These are uh, treasuries, treasuries, but they're extended duration. So there's real you know, you know there's a lot of value down here if this thing is really are they're going to be cutting six or seven times this thing is not going to stay down here that's my view okay so that's the story there this is extended duration meaning very long-term debt and obviously it's already made a turn so you got your buy signal like 64 you're really up to 80 if you did the one year right so it's already turned but how much potential does it have if they're really going to bring rates back down it's got potential uh pretty good okay And that's the uh, edv for extended maturity uh you want to look at tax-free stuff uh vanguard's got one here called extended uh excuse me longer term uh uh, tax exempt and you can see double bottom here 24 there and 47 there i guess that was the time to you know take a shot even 32 right at the bottom you got 24 and then you got 32. so this thing's gone up nine percent and you get the income. So your principal went up 9% because $10 to what? 10.90 is 9%. And then basically you also get the income. Not a bad deal. Something that I've been aware of for a long time. And people who talk to me, they'd be aware of it too. VWEAX, this is high yield. Okay, now high yield is risky, right? So look at the 20 year graph though. You went down here to 29, couldn't come down here. It's back above here. You got your buy signal here at 520. So you get in here at 520, It's now at 540. Your principal is going up and you're getting high income from high yield bonds. And again, you get perspectives on this stuff and you look into it deeper. But again, if you wanted to play high yield, this is a diversified approach. Okay, it's a product for those who want to buy into the higher yield. And on the one year graph, you got your buy signal way down here at 504. So really, if you're, you know, this red line has been telling you to get in the ballgame for a long time. OK, and then uh, last one here is going to be if you want to get a uh, two to three year paper or short, you know, European, you know, don't forget, they had 17 trillion dollars of negative yielding debt. So it might not be a bad thing to look at European debt. And here's corporate bonds from uh, with a European slant. And this thing obviously also has taken off on a one year basis from 114 to 119. But what kind of potential does it have? Let's look at the five year graph. You know, it's running into steam here. So obviously, this is not the place to initiate anything. But if it can get through here, or if these things are really going to be uh, a decent place to be, there's a lot of real estate between where it was and where it came from. So keep an eye on these things. Now we're at the top of the hour here. And, uh, you know, frankly, I went over a lot of information because I guess I've, I hope I've impressed you that I know a lot of information and the reason I do it's been my job for decades so if it's your job I always tell people you know if you brought me to your job I'd probably look like an idiot because obviously I don't know anything about your work but I do a lot about my work and so basically what I'm saying here is this if you go to my website optionprofessor.com O-P-T-I-O-N professor P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R dot com. Uh, you can put in your uh, information. I can call you back and I can see what I can do for you in all areas of investment, as you can see. And I can share my opinions and knowledge with you. And then we can work out something about what you think is fair as far as some type of compensation to me. So we can negotiate that and make it uh, if you find out that nothing I talk about is of any value, you pay nothing. So that's the way I operate, which is obviously 110% different than everybody else, which is promising you a bunch of stuff that you'll probably never get, and then basically charging you upfront thousands of dollars. Then you walk away with what? Not what you hoped for, and a lot of money out of your pocket. I know that's what happened to a lot of people, so I'm not interested in doing that. I'm interested in talking to you, explaining how I can help you in different areas, inform you, educate you, get you to be smarter, And then basically, we can discuss what's a fair compensation that you can live with if you think I'm delivering value. So again, option professor, O P T I O N Professor professor, P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R.com. Put your stuff in there. I'll call you back. Or if you want to call me directly at the office, 702-873-8038. Again, 702-873-8038. Okay. And you can talk to me directly. Give me an idea. You know, if you're just starting out, I know how to explain the basics to you and and, and explain the uses and the risk of the options and all the strategies. If you're doing things elsewhere and you want to talk to somebody who doesn't have a vested interest in what the heck you're doing, that would be another thing people come to me for. If you want to see exactly how these indicators work and how I interpret them, because obviously I gave you a very, very fast uh, presentation today, we can do that. And then, of course, if there's other questions you have on different things, you know, I feel like I'm a fairly informed person. So it's not the worst source to get some information from. Uh, Again, I don't give advice. That is the job of your broker. That is the job of your brokerage firm to determine what's suitable, what's not. And again, in all trading. So I just share my opinions and I share my knowledge. And obviously, you can either use it, lose it, or don't do anything with it. Okay. But again, that's how you can uh, get a hold of me. Optionprofessor.com, put in your information or just pick up the phone 702-873-8038. All right. I'm Jim, the Option Professor. I think I gave you quite a bit to chew on here. I got a big year coming up in 2024. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And uh, I'm going to be in New York City for the holidays. So, uh, I better bring a nice warm coat with me because I'm coming from Nevada, which is a little warmer than New York City. And it looks maybe an umbrella wouldn't be a bad idea either. All right, guys, thanks for coming and look forward to hearing from you. We'll talk to you down the road. Have a good day.